You did the thing. Oh. We're, we're doing the thing. Legends of Tabletop. Okay, I'm done. All right. Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're getting ready to start a new campaign tonight. We are going to be playing in the world of runners which is a creation of our own Jesse here. It's a core-based system. It'll be available at some point in the future. <laughs> Soon-ish, maybe. But I'm going to kick it over to him. We'll give us a rundown on the setting, and then we'll, uh, we'll jump into it. All right. So we are playing in the turn of the 22nd century. Uh, so it is a distant future but not distant enough that you know you have well that there's like flying cars and you know what we thought back to the future was going to be like but it probably never will be uh but this is a post-apocalyptic situation so right at the turn of the 22nd century or right around that time there was a mass uh, a global war and after uh, war kind of broke out here and there, eventually scattering throughout uh, most of the globe, as it does, things escalated, nuclear fallout occurred. So we are now stuck in small pockets of safe areas called null zones, and we will be starting in a giant metropolis in the north called Ingram. Ingram is uh, an industrial metropolis. It is a former coal mine that had been shut down for about 150 or so years, which kind of honestly made it the perfect setup for a new civilization, for a new society to gather. It wasn't because it had been defunct for so long and it ran off old tech. It wasn't a ground zero, a prime target for any attacks. And it also had, uh, albeit a lot of antique equipment, as far as the standard goes, it had equipment nonetheless, uh, at least things to give them the building blocks. So pairing that with the modern technology uh, actually creates kind of a very archaic feel to the whole area, uh, having that kind of mishmash of uh, various centuries of technology. But with bringing in uh, a lot of the current technology, they're still able to keep relevant. There's a lack of other people kind of in this tundrous wasteland. So there's not really a strong border around this, uh, around this metropolis and the, uh, the power structure within Ingram is what we call the union. It is a dedicated, a, a drafted council. So, you know, every year there's a lottery picked and people get to sit on the board and everything like that. And so it kind of gives a sense of community with everybody. However, ultimately, everyone serves the organization. This is the, uh, the corporation that started the runners and uh, they hold a prime spot within ingram so uh we have and with the runners that's what we're going to be playing with today so with giant wastelands of radiation we need some people to bring things here and there uh equipment food chemicals 
basically everything that people need to survive. And that is where our party comes in. They play people in uh, decked out mechanized suits that can get from point A to point P, hopefully without dying. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> uh, so real quick, do we want to do a uh, player intro? We can uh, probably yeah, yeah. give a give a quick uh quick intro on who our runners are and who the players are that's going to be following them. Let's start with John. Go around the horn. All right. This is John. That's what you get for being top left, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I will be playing Huxley Peterson. He is a, what did we say? I don't have it written down. He's like a 20-ish year old kid. He was found when he was 10 in a failed scrub. He was curled up Uh, along with his dead mother. Uh, A crew of runners found him and brought him back, took him to the dock. Uh, He was not mute, but, you know, kind of unresponsive for the first little while. Uh, The doctor kind of took him in. She has her own backstory, but he lives with her. He, you know, she... Tended to him until he, you know, got a little bit better, um, you know, got him in with a, uh, like a counselor, psychologist, um, you know, eventually got him into school. And he, you know, just sort of really glommed onto her and, you know, was really watching everything that she was doing and took an interest in helping people in um, uh, maybe, maybe not so much being a doctor, but like, you know, helping her around, you know, so like being a nurse, being an assistant, uh, that kind of stuff. He's a tall, skinny kid, about six foot, 160 pounds, a little lanky, uh, short blonde hair, gray blue eyes, clean shaven, a squarish shaped head, and a long neck. No tattoos, no, you know, nothing outstanding. Yeah, so he, that's, uh, that's Huxley. Very nice. Kevin. So I'm Kevin, and I'm playing Smokey McManus, and I guess he considers himself um, I guess what the the old term would be a sapper. So I I know we discussed this when we were building the world, but this really fits in with working in an old coal mine. So uh, he's uh, he likes to blow stuff off, light stuff on fire. So that kind of fits in with the uh, him being a sapper. So uh, he's 33. So I, I, f- I forgot what world we're playing in. So he's probably pretty old <laughs> compared to someone else. So hopefully that that reflects that he's made it this far um he's worked worked a lot in the mine so i think this is kind of a a career change for him Uh, i guess we'll decide i guess we can always decide whether that was a a lateral move because they needed someone or they were trying to get him out of the mine (laughs) maybe he's a bit too dangerous for that uh so i guess from the the role set we're playing you know his life shapers are you know, he, he likes to watch the world burn, not in a pyro way, but, you know, he, he takes pride in his job with, you know, blowing stuff up, uh, being a sapper, you know, finding ways around problems that are in front of him. Um, but if he can blow it up or light it on fire to get to get past it, he will do that. But also from that, you know, working in a mine, you know, he wants to protect everyone that's with him. So whatever his crew is, whether that's people he's working with or, you know, obviously if we're with runners you know he'll always try to look out for his crew so he may be a bit of a a a loose end from 
what he does, you know, he always wants to make sure whoever goes out always comes back. Um, so I said he's 33 years old. He's about 6'2", 210, so a bit of a bigger guy. And I guess to, to describe what he looks like, obviously, if you've ever watched The Thing, <laughs> it's a really easy uh, picture of, of what he looks like. Long, scraggly hair, beard. He's always got his goggles on. Uh, and usually there's some kind of hat hanging hanging off the back of him. Uh, so that is Smokey. Looking good. All right. And Kurt. Uh, hi, I'm Kurt. Uh, I will be playing Zuchi. Um, he is a short, kind of thin, but muscular martial artist. He was born of a big family, but lost most of his or all of his family one by one from the burnt and from all the radiation and stuff like that. So he kind of fights for his family and fights to kind of save people because he wasn't able to do it for his family. Um, just think of like maybe just a little bit taller and a little bit bigger in the face, kind of like a Bruce Lee, except for, and then his like skin's a little more, all more darker olive. And then he's got, instead of short hair, he's actually got, I put, I know I put short hair, but I'm going to change, I changed it. Um, he's going to have like long hair that's braided. So it's like braided down to like, maybe like the lower half of his back. Mm. And, um, and yeah, he's just. He's one of those guys that um, he uses the suit to protect and fight. But he also uses his martial arts to be as quick as he can and as and as uh, I don't know as powerful as he can when it when it calls for it. Nice. It reminded me of the uh, of the Doctor Demento D and D skit. He's like, I know I know it says that my character has blue eyes, but I want him to have gray eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like every time we do this thing, I'm always like, yeah, it's this. And then as soon as we go, it's like, no, he's this guy now. <laughs> I can't ever figure it out. So to start everything out, the three of you are in well, the tavern. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you are relatively new recruits to the organization. Um, you know, you've been in the system for several months now, going through your training, all that kind of stuff. You've been in the burnt a little bit, you know, just on the on the outskirts of the null zone just to kind of get used to the feeling a little bit, but not out so far that you're actually in danger of everything and uh and you've never been out by yourself you've always been out with at least a few other senior or training runners but uh now that you have officially completed your training you have been given your suits which are basically hand-me-downs that have been in the organization in ingram for years now uh who knows how many other runners have have put these suits on and you can guarantee you can be guaranteed that pretty much every single runner that had worn this suit before you died in this suit it's best not to think about that yeah (laughs) what's this weird smell right yeah (laughs) so they i mean you know probably eight or so years ago, they started out as like a super basic suit. Um, They actually call them the K8001. It was kind of like the first model suit. Actually, the KR8-001. But 
now since then they've evolved they've gone through so many different hands uh you know each runner before you has kind of put their own little flair on it adjusted apart tweaked things here and there so now your suits look completely different from each other um but Regardless, that's kind of, uh, you know, what you have been handed. You've given uh, been given a few days to kind of go over it, tweak it to how, you know, however, whatever specification you would like. And uh, now you have finally been giving, uh, given your first official job. Uh, so you know that in the morning at uh, 0830, you are to meet in the command room to be given your contract and your orders. So uh, what's kind of the morning routine of each person look like? So, you know, we're, we, we've been drafted in, but now we're now part of, we're, we're you know, we're, we're runners for Ingram. Exactly. Are we, yeah. are we barracked somewhere or are we, you know, if we're doing training, are we all together? Um, I. Yeah, we'll say, I mean, up, you know, all throughout your training and everything, you are in a barracks-like situation. Uh, you're basically in, it. it's more, I'd equate it more to like a hotel than an army barracks, than like a military barracks. It's not but like we you're are in a giant room banked with, yeah, yeah. But so you have, you probably have like a room that you share with like, one or two other people and well even you know well honestly we'll probably say that eat that they probably bank they probably bunk each each group together so the three of you probably share like a large-ish hotel okay. room together okay and that's all within the larger corporate building of the organization in ingram okay so if we're all together um smoky will probably be up pretty early he'll get up and you'll you'll hear him he's always fidgeting so he has a you know one of those uh like a zippo lighter so he's kind of flipping it and doing that he constantly smokes so i'm just trying to see if he'll he'll go outside so he'll be up early and he'll just you know walk outside and uh go to the balcony (laughs) yeah he'll for his morning constitutional he'll have a you know a smoke or two i don't know if he knows zuchi or huxley just you know from this i don't know if he knows them outside of it so he'll be a bit polite and you know he won't be puffing away in the in the room while they're sleeping but he'll be outside uh taking a bit of the cold wind and, and having to smoke first thing in the morning i think if you've if you've ever been over to the hospital or the clinic then you you might not have talked to him but you've probably seen him before because okay. he spends quite a bit of time over there you know assisting with mr and i'll Cameron. definitely sit on the balcony and smoke i will <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's probably already. Um, well, I guess it is. You know, the post-apocalyptic future, but he'll have a little bit of respect for you know the guy he's seen working in the hospital, and he'll go out and, and puff away outside. Has Huxley ever tried to convince Smokey to not be Smokey? <laughs> probably, I'm sure. Well, yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I'm sure I've come in for different burns and patches of hair that got blown off, and. So, yeah, I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure there's been some side discussion saying, you know, you know, on top of everything else, maybe you could, you know, cut back on those kind of things. It <laughs> is kind of a burn hard, yeah. on me. Yeah, it is kind of a hard argument to make, though, because Ingram. So while it is the future, 
one of the main reasons why it's been able to 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 be so prosperous is that they reinstituted the coal mining and used that as their primary source for for heat and everything. And so the area is just like just sooty and smoke. It doesn't matter where <laughs> until you travel like out to the edges of Ingram, like it's all just kind of like grayish grit. And, and the sky is hazy all the time. And probably everybody has some degree of lung damage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if we're in the barracks, I guess that, that probably changes stuff. Um, I, I, you know, I think Huxley's very much into like routine. He gets up, you know, gets dressed, goes in, brushes his teeth, washes his face, right? Like all very sort of regimented and very like, you know, proper, mm. uh, you know, his clothes were laid out the night before everything is folded, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So he gets himself ready, you know, kind of looks outside, sees smoky smoking, mm. you know, just kind of shakes his head. We've, we've had the conversation before already, probably a couple of times. So he's, <laughs> he, he, they've agreed to disagree. So he's just kind of like, mm, all right. <laughs> so when smoky sees, Huxley doing his routine. That's that's the sign for Smokey going into his morning routine, which is just you know, splash some water on his face in the sink and then dry off. And <laughs> that's that's his morning getting up and getting ready. I I, I picture Smokey almost like a more in shape Big Lebowski. He's like he wakes up and he's just got like boxers on and an open an open bathrobe. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Maybe not in shape, but uh, well, well, I guess the dude wasn't that bad out of shape. But yeah, I guess that kind of that kind of building frame that six two two ten that sounds around that. So. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I think what what the other guys don't know is that Zuchi actually probably headed out before everybody got up. So he kind of does this thing where he kind of does the whole like, oh, I'll prop a pillow and a couple of things and it'll look like I'm sleeping kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, uh, so actually goes out and um, because he doesn't have as, as much access to like, like a dummy that he could work on or something like that at the moment, he actually is like rolling up a bunch of big piles of snow and then he actually builds himself a snowman and he packs it in really good. And after he packs it in really good and he kind of gives it arms and, you know, the old eyes and nose and stuff like that, then he proceeds to beat the shit out of it and work on it, <laughs> you know, trying to keep up with this because he, he can't work on anything live right now. He decides to work on, you know, work on something inanimate and, He'll just, you know, work on its body, work on its, you know, work on its legs, it'll mm. work on its head and stuff like that. And then eventually it'll like kick the head off, push the push the torso off, and then destroy the bottom part of it. I mean, uh, Huxley and Smokey probably think that Zuji is just like super fucking lazy and it's like in bed well past everybody else. <laughs> in actuality, you're up two hours before everyone. <laughs> We're both being polite by not, you know, trying to make noise to wake him up. And right. he's, he's completely fooled us the whole time. <laughs> Mr. McManus, should should we wake him? Um, we, we we do have to be down there uh, within the next 15 minutes or so. I don't think we've woken him yet. I don't know. Maybe if that's uh, 
it's a bad sign if we uh it's worked out well this this long not waking him up let's give him a couple minutes and then my guess is right after we say that we're leaving him be and then Sachi comes the door opens and Sachi walks in <laughs> and then and Smokey look at each other like <laughs> we've yeah, been had he's, he's kind of like just like like trying to dry off and like throw a bunch of like wet snow around off of his arms and legs and stuff like that. <laughs> and they both they both stare at the bed and stare at the door. Yeah. Yeah. If he if you guys stare at the stare at the bed or whatever, then Zuchi's like, I don't think anything's really gonna come of that if you, you know, try to wake him up. Uh of of course. Um uh, are, are you ready to go down? We, we we have to we have the the meeting. I was up three three hours earlier than you two. I think I might be ready. Uh, okay, Sh- should we go then? That's up to the that's up to the group. If y'all are ready, I'm ready. And Smokey will just look at the door and look at the rest of his crew, and you know, just put his arm out and start walking over towards the door. He'll hold it open and let you guys to let you two go through first. Huxley starts to walk and then stops and then like runs over to the bed and like pulls the sheet up like and just <laughs> you know turns the seam down just you know it was like it was a little rumpled so to Kurt did you say how old Zachi was I can't remember uh no I did not he's okay. he's in his mid-20s okay so I'll and do then, that uh, I'll steal the line he, from Rocky age before beauty oh, I guess it'd be beauty before age and then I'll let no I'll point you guys to the door <laughs> He he grabs a, a a book that's on the the nightstand as well, and then uh, has out shuffles out the door, and then uh, yeah, Zuchi walks out and tips his head to Smokey and says, "Much obliged." <laughs> and we'll follow. I'll follow the other two out. All right. Yeah. So uh, so you go hit up the elevator, head up to the uh, seventh floor where the. Uh, where the prep room is and uh when you walk in it's a uh smaller room handful of chairs on the outside uh one kind of monitor up on the wall and then there is a small round table that has a monitor built into it in the middle of the room and uh one of the trainers briston is standing there waiting for you and now so I guess uh, this is a room we've been in through before, right? Uh yeah, yeah. You've been you, you haven't actually gone on a job yet, so you haven't been in here when it's functioning. Yeah. But uh as part of your training, you know, they show you and want you to get familiarized with the whole setup. So you've been in here before. Uh so yeah. Briston is a uh larger guy, half of his head is he has kind of slightly longer hair on one side of his head. The other side is completely bald and scarred. It looks like probably at one point it was burnt with fire or acid or something, but it kind of continues down the half of his head into his ear and a little bit down his jaw as well. Uh, luckily, he was able to keep his eye and all that kind of stuff. So, so uh, was Smokey involved in this at all? Because that would, <laughs> that would be his reaction. Long before you know, this is, yeah, this he's uh, trainers at this point. He's kind of an older guy, especially for, for a runner. He's probably in his, like, mid to late 50s. Okay. 
And, you know, at this point, especially in larger cities like this, where there is also a, a main organization office, a lot of times the more experienced runners, if they want a chance to kind of get out of the, the daily grind of doing jobs, will often become trainers or, uh, you know, kind of commissioned workers inside the offices. So he was a runner for quite a while, managed to actually survive. And uh, now he trains schlubs like the three of you. So Smokey is uh, very deferential and to him just because, you know, there, but for the grace of God, go me. So, you know, he'll call him sir and, you know, nod to him and, and be very, uh, I guess, de- yeah, like I said, very deferential. Because uh, Smokey's got his, he's still got his nice luxurious hair, but he's seen, he's seen what could happen in the mines and things like that. And obviously, <laughs> Briston has made it out the other end with it. So, you know, it's a good sign for Smokey that, you know, they're, they're, you can make it a bit longer than everyone else does. Right. But so he'll be, he'll, yeah, you know, he'll, like he'll be, you know, be very respectful to him and, you know, sit yeah. down and nod to him and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll kind of gesture for the three of you to just kind of take seats. Say, all right, have it, have it, have it. Go ahead, sit on down. We do so. Uh, he's uh, thank thank you, sir. Mm, yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we have a job for you. Um, we're gonna try to not make it too hard. Uh, we know that it's your first time out, but you know, like I said, there's really no easy job. So uh, let's just uh, go ahead and uh, and get on to it. And he kind of pats around his cargo pants for a minute, and uh, he reaches down, pulls out a little like almost like bluish glass cube sticks it into the side of the table and the the screen on the top kind of flickers to life gives it a couple of little taps and a uh like projection mapping of uh of an area pops up and goes all right um so your uh your job for uh for this run it's going to be uh going through uh sabatha region it's uh an old city got pretty heavily bombed out and uh the the area now that kind of surrounds it is a decent forest that you'll have to make your way through it's not too bad though good news is weather's pretty good uh overall radiation isn't too bad uh you're dealing with uh probably about like a five maybe a six grays Every once in a while, not too shabby. I think, if I uh, if I re- recall, going over the specs, your suits generally should be able to handle that. Um, from what we can tell, too, no uh, no real people to deal with, not a lot of X's, uh, no reavers that we've spotted so far. Uh, you do want to watch out though, because a uh, couple of the areas can really spike up there. Uh, they're not too wide though. Uh, you know, it was pretty, pretty concentrated areas, but generally you might want to kind of try to avoid those situations if possible. Uh, and he kind of looks down at a piece of, at a, like a little tablet that he has. And he's like, uh, Huxley. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. I thought, did you know you're just kind of flailing oh. around there? Uh, yeah, no. Um, well, um, Do you have some involuntary movements that you can't handle. Is that no, no, it, no, 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 sir. Uh, do we know where the spike areas are? Um, do we know uh, where to stay away from? 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he kind of pulls the map to zoom in a little bit. Blows it up. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly, yeah. And, uh, and he goes, yeah, um, right around this region here. It's uh, kind of a little bit off from the Mega Mall that they had. It was kind of one of their prime targets. So uh, if you know that you're getting a little too close to the Mega Mall, uh, then you're getting a little too close to uh, to where the bomb dropped. So, are we able to manipulate the map? Because then he would like reach out and like touch, try to like drop a pin on it. Yeah, he's like, ah, ah, ah. you can do that on your time. This is my copy. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, sorry, sir. And he like sits back down and like shuffles his papers. And, you know. Smoke, you'll hear that and seeing how Huxley's reacting, uh, and he'll. Uh, He'll look back to Briston and go, I guess. So obviously our uh, our objective is not at the Mega Mall then. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, you're going to be uh, heading out to uh, Green Hills. It's a uh, it's another null zone. Uh, let's see. And he looks down at his tablet again. It's uh, it's a little over uh, twenty seven hundred blocks away. So we're heading towards to Sabatha, but our destination is Green Hills. Yeah. Yeah, you're uh, you're heading you're running through Sabatha. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you're uh, you're going to be taking a load of uh, refined coal with you. They uh, they they use it there and they're uh, in the recycling process. So does uh does it good a little bit. Uh, I don't know if they have a pickup for you or not over there, but if you if you head up the offices, uh, I'm sure. They uh they'll be able to tell you whether or not they have something waiting for you or not. I guess we shouldn't have expected anything different for our first run. Uh, taking some coal and delivering it somewhere—not very sexy, is it? Nah, but uh, but you know what? It's uh the least least volatile that uh substance that you can get. So, at least uh at least you're out there and you're not uh you're not carrying any terbium or anything with you. And he looks and he's like, trust me. You get into a little bit of scrape and you end up dropping that stuff can do some harm to you. And he kind of like points up to his head. I'm going to say like before he even points to his own head, Zuchi almost like puts his finger like towards him and then he just <laughs> hide it. Like, nah, <laughs> probably not a good idea. Because Smokey was going to be a bit grumpy and make a joke about what they're carrying. But once Briston says that, he gets... He gets respectful again and bites <laughs> off his sarcastic comment. <laughs> Huxley's just scribbling away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when um when you're ready to uh, he's, oh that all right and uh, any more? Do you have questions with the map? Do you need anything? Well, I'm guessing so, John. I guess what we're thinking from Huxley is he's he's kind of the. He's kind of the information font, right? So you'll you're the the collector and knower of things. So, you know, I'll smoke. You'll look over, like not look over, but he'll kind of side eye, not in a bad way, but he'll kind of look over to Huxley just to see if Huxley has any questions. If Huxley doesn't, then <laughs> Smokey won't. So I I think he like he starts to like like he puts his pen down, like starts to raise his hand, and then like puts it back down again because after the last <laughs> the last reaction like is yeah. like stupid you little bit a little bit of a tremor you got some no uh, you, no no sir and he like picks the pen back up like he's waiting to write something down again okay so smoke you'll pick up that vibe i guess that you look a bit uncomfortable and he'll just say are we um 
and he'll speak up. So are we, are we, are we staying over at Green Hills or is this a out and back in one day? You know, what, what, what can we expect for the, the time of this? Uh, uh, whatever they have for you over in Green Hills. Uh, if they have a job for you, you go ahead and get set up for that. Uh, you know, the usual, if you, uh, if you need any recuperation, any uh, fixings over there with, you know, your body or your suit, uh, feel free to get them done. So, yeah, no super rush. Just, you know, don't, uh, don't get over to the Green Hills and, uh, and find, uh, find a, a nice person to settle down with and end up uh, staying there. So make sure you okay. come on back. Okay, so we, even though this is our first run, this isn't like we're being supervised. You have to be back or whatever. It's yeah. do the delivery, and then you'll be back whenever you're back then. Yeah, exactly, yeah. They okay. assume, you know, you're, if you your suit might need repairs, you might take some damage. So okay. so I'm guessing this is more of I – guess, I guess we would know what the distance is from all that, but just for us as players, this isn't – I was just trying to think, you know, how far away this is. So this doesn't seem like it's super duper far away, but well, it is. It's um, it is twenty seven hundred blocks. Yeah, it's a little over twenty seven hundred blocks. So uh, that's right. Okay, it's on the other yeah. sheet. Okay, gotcha. Um, he so he does like awkwardly raise his hand again, like fully raise his hand. Yeah, go uh, ahead, Hus. sir. Uh, yes. Um, so are 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 do we receive any um? Uh, uh, any rep for this uh, job or um, do, do we just get to, to do the job or um, how does that, how does that work? Well, no, when, uh, when you get over to, uh, to green Hills, you, uh, you drop off the, uh, you drop off the package and the uh, headquarters, the, the offices over there will, uh, will go ahead and set you up uh, with your payment and everything. And of course, uh, when you come back, you'll also show us the associated paperwork. We'll take our cut, and uh, and you'll be all set. Okay, thank you, sir. Oh, it's like they never win over anything with you. Sorry, sir. You know, when I was in training, like you, they they sat you down. You went over everything. It was a regiment, but you were also in and out in like seven days. You got your suit and you were gone in a week. Now they, they namby pamby you for like six months before they even let you take a step out in the burn. I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I'll, I'll do better. Okay. So I'll, I'll see that. And then Smoke will speak up and say, uh, with all due respect, I understand where you're coming from. But uh, so these three suits you gave us. How long were the occupants in those before? I have no idea. I didn't keep track of them. But then he kind of takes a second look and he uh, he sees uh, Zuchi's suit. He's like, I think Patterson actually might have had yours. Looks familiar. That I, a few of the markings look look kind of like something that he might have added on. Yeah, that she, she doesn't know what to say because he's like, I don't know who the hell Patterson is. So, <laughs> don't worry, we'll yeah. we'll be keeping these suits for a while. So, like, well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to not keep it longer than Patterson did. So, he never even made it past his first run. I think they found another another group of runners found him about four days after he left. 
So you're saying there's a lot of good luck in this one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm. Like I said, you can't do worse than the last guy. Can't wait to try it out. You notice how the uh, the right arm is actually a different material than the rest? <laughs> different length. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, yeah. Uh, the they assume that a uh, that a scavenger probably got a hold of them, and because uh, they had they also had to refit the back of the the helmet because it was a big hole from, <laughs> from something that came through, and then it looks like they just kind of tore that right arm off and and left the rest. Mm. Huxley's Again, eyes are really big. Still stayed on, just the suit. <laughs> And he looks back and forth to from Zuchi to to fuck what's his name though to Briston. to Briston. just like eyes big like watching a tennis match, <laughs> <laughs> and then so Smokey will kind of smack Zuchi on the shoulder and say, "Don't worry, that means the suit's luck. All the bad luck's out of it." And he'll you know he'll smack um he'll, he'll slap Zuchi on the shoulder and then he'll see Huxley. Getting all bug eyed, and he'll just kind of elbow him and wink at him. <laughs> kind of like jump, like he doesn't like jump out of the chair. We kind of like, uh. <laughs> yeah. And, and as like as Smokey kind of like, now are we in our suits right now, or are we just no, in? not yet. No, yeah. okay, all right, sounds good. They're in the area. I guess they're in the room. I guess right. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Or you can pull them up on the screen. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I was gonna say if I had the suit, I'm gonna say like that part of that that one part of the suit where the arm was or whatever kind of like goes a little bit or whatever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you um, three of you go ahead, get suited up, then you want to head down to the loading area, right? A uh, couple of doors right through here, right down the hall, and you I mean you know they've walked you through all this, but uh, yeah, go ahead. They'll uh they'll they'll kit you out with the uh with your load and then go ahead and shoot you off from there. All right. And uh he reaches down at that point, he kind of hits a button uh on the uh on the table, the whole image goes away, and he uh he pops out the cube and uh at that point hands it over he kind of like holds it out to the three of you and then like forcefully pushes it towards Huxley. He, he you know, he, ta- he, put, he puts his hand out and the, like, like he drops it in his hand and he almost drops it and like bumbles it for a second. And then, and then he, like he, he holds it and he puts his other hand on it. He's like, I got it. I guess, sir. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you were freaking curious enough, so you might as well take that. Paint it as much as you want. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Dismissed. And he like, he's like, Oh, uh, I'll leave. Suit. All right. Good luck. <laughs> walks out of the room. <laughs> Just turns around and walks out. These fucking guys. <laughs> so as as Briston leaves the room, uh, Zuchi looks at Huxley and he says, it's, got, it's interesting. He he gives you the copy after he told you not to touch the p- part of the copy <laughs> when he's doing the thing. I, uh, who, uh, I don't understand old people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know, Mister Zuchi. Um, I, 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 I should be able to send you the locations from the suit. I'll, I'll pin the spike. That way, we, we make sure we don't run into that. 
Um, oh, okay. That sounds like a great plan. I don't, you know, I don't know if you know this, but my family all died from radiation or something thereof. So to stay away from that location would be most advantageous. Uh, yes, sir. And you don't have to call me, sir. I'm just Zuchi. Oh, okay, sir. Uh, Zuchi. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> so while the two of them are talking, Smokey's getting his suit on, and he, you know, kind of shouts back over his shoulder, <laughs> quit, "Quit yapping and hurry up and get your suit on." And then, you know, he'll turn around and, you know, he he sees Huxley is, you know, a bit tightly wound, so he'll kind of look over and he'll turn around and say, "Hey, hey, Huxley, does this suit make my ass look fat?" <laughs> like he starts to answer and then kind of is like uh, uh, no 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 Mr. McManus it's it's just it's the suit is it, it fits in a because you have to be able to fit in the and I don't oh. smoke you'll just start laughing and say just shut up and get your suit on and you know not you know not shut up as in you know mean way like yeah. laughing and whatever so you know he'll he'll tell okay let's go guys get your stuff on let's get out of here he like his neck turns red, <laughs> and like head down, he goes over to his suit and he starts like the like his checklist, right? Like he checks the joints, he checks you know whatever the, the the check down is for the suit. He starts to do all of those things. And while you're doing that, so then Smokey will also say to Zachi, make sure you check that one arm too, and the back of the back. I'll check the back of your head. You check the arm. <laughs> Well, I was I was like when I get the last pick, boy, that's fun. All right, it, so, I want to uh, say my my that one arm is like, it's like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I don't care. I hope it pisses everybody off. So I'm gonna do like mine is like painted gold everywhere except for the arm is red, just like C three PO. So everyone can be pissed about it <laughs> and be like, shut up. <laughs> anyway, I love it. Yep, that's what it is. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so as the three of you uh, start to suit up for a runner, the suit is almost like a uh, at the same time an extension of themselves, but also like a secondary personality, right? And in terms of uh, and and so it 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 allows you to it's almost like a an extension of your persona. Right. So because of that, uh, let's go through a almost secondary player introduction and uh, see what the suits are that uh, have been given to the players or to the characters. Uh, So Huxley, what is uh, what is Huxley running in now? Uh, His call sign is the Medicus. The suit has, is, you know, I mean, it's dingy, right? I mean, they keep them up, but like you can't, the coal and like everything's dirty all the time. So the suit was mostly white, but but also now mostly like gray from, <laughs> from all the stuff. But he did take the time to uh, put like a big red cross on the front and on the arm uh, since he is, you know, but nurse's assistant or whatever um so just to, to to kind of like have that stand out not that that'll necessarily help if uh bandits or exes decide that they want to like eat me or steal <laughs> the suit or whatever but like you know that that's what they used to do so like 
you know, that that's, that's what he did. Like you, you know, you could see on top of the clinic or on top of the hotel, like there's a, what would have been a helicopter pad was, sort of, mm-hmm. you know, big, you know, so it, it's familiar symbology. So he's, he's put that on the suit. Sounds good. And what is, uh, are there like any little quirks or specialties to the Medicus? Um, he is, he's not a jack of all trades, but he is someone who likes to help if he can. So he's got a, a medical pro kit that he carries. It's like your basic first aid stuff. Um, he has a mechanics pro kit uh, in case something happens to one of the suits. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't get stuck because that would be really bad from what everybody says. He's got an electronics pro kit uh, in case we find something, um, you know, if we need to take something apart, um, you know, we find parts for things, you know, stuff. So he's able to do that. And he also has a jump cord in case we run into power situations where we need to either transfer power from suit to suit or, uh, you know, if we find someone who's living out in the burnt, maybe in a little scrub that's, you know, having an issue, maybe their generator's bad, you know, that sort of stuff. He, he wants to be able to help anyone and everyone that he can while they're out running. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of almost like the triple A of runners. <laughs> He is kind of, yeah, like he's got little bundles. He's got like stuff attached to him. He's got some stuff in the in the rucksack. Yeah, he's, 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 he's all kitted out. Nice. All right, Smokey. Okay, so Smokey's call sign is Boomer. And I guess it's, it's the stereotypical, like if you used to look at old pictures of coal miners, right? And they're all a bit grimy and grungy. So his suit's really not, it's not like he takes it out, washes it, and polishes it every day. Mm-hmm. But he makes sure it's in working condition, right? Because it's kind of important. So it it may it looks a lot worse for wear, but I think it you know it, it functions what it needs to be because Smokey realizes how important it is. So it's just cosmetic stuff he doesn't really worry about. So other than just the look of it, when I built the suit, I made sure I got a flamer. So there might have been some sacrifices on other things on it. Uh, <laughs> But he does How can play. I fit this flame? I, I imagine you're like going through like the armory at one point and you're like, how can I fit this on? And that's pretty much <laughs> as soon as I saw flamer on there, I'm like, okay, I got to build the suit backwards from that. Uh, <laughs> so I do have that. Uh, you know, he does have a shield on his arm too, because if <laughs> mm. he, he likes blowing stuff up, at least he can block some of the stuff flying back towards him. And I guess anything he does have a snub pistol and a field knife. So, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he's not just, you know, burning stuff and blowing stuff up. He, you know, he does have other ways to, as I said, he wants to make sure he looks out for his team. He wants to make sure everything's all right. And I guess also with Huxley, um, you know, that with Huxley, his feelings towards, you know, support and helping, hopefully, you know, Smokey's going to hope that gets us all back, all back in one piece. And I guess the the one thing that kind of stands out, so for each day that, he, that, that he's worn the suit or they've been out training, so each day the suit's been on him, um, he just, like, carves a little nick in, where would it be? I guess just somewhere on the chest of the suit. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like a little, almost like, you know, you're doing, like, you, you're counting down and doing the slashes. So each yep. day that the suit's on him, he just, you know, puts a little nick, another mark in the suit. Nice. And Zuchi. So as far as the 
the theme of the suit, I kind of like where I was headed with the whole C-3PO thing, but mm-hmm. a little bit different. So it's going to be it's going to be gold spray paint, but it's going to be like kind of worn because of Patterson or whatever kind of going oh, yeah. down in flames. So it's like there's a lot of like carbon black scoring all over the place, you know, and that that one arm is replaced with the with um, with like red or whatever. But he he, you know was able to kind of manipulate it, manipulate it a little bit and then add the arm armor to that one side. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, just recently you and I, Jesse, we talked about um, uh, that Zuchi wanted to have on his other arm. He's kind of got this like, um, just cause I don't know the right term, like a spray dispenser. And what Zuchi likes to do is he likes to take certain, uh, certain like concoctions from different animals and stuff like that and use them in certain situations. So like the thing I was thinking of is like, if I was able to find like a, like a dead skunk or something like that, I would take it's it's spray sack or whatever and put it into that spray or whatever and be able to use that to deter like animals and other things. And so uh, we talked about, you know, having something like that. So when such is out in the world and he can kind of, find the right things to kind of uh, put together or whatever, then he would try to use that for certain situations, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, probably on one of, one of the sides of his hips or whatever, probably the left side, he's got a loop with seven different colored, like, like straps of material. They're all different colors and they're all uh, the favorite colors of his fallen family members. So mm-hmm. it's just a kind of, kind of a constant reminder of what he does this for. So like he, he has, you know, he's tried, he's tried to make his suit, you know, to be fast and to be able to go, you know, a decent length, but also to be kind of light too, because he really, you know, again, with the whole martial arts thing, he wants to use more of his appendages and stuff like that where he can so nice for the the one thing you were saying kurt is that does that feed into the the thing about the the knowledge of you know animals and what can is that something from the background of zachi like was he a sciencey guy or was he a hunter guy kind of thing or is that just something you thought of yeah for the suit itself? i kind of thought of it for the suit but i think me and jesse kind of went back and forth and decided like we decided science would be like the best thing to use okay. for that. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So there is, there is a build into that. I mean, there's a character reason for that. Yeah. So let, that yeah. Let's just say like, yeah, he was kind of like, he's kind of tinkering with different things when he was a kid too. He just what you know, Oh, what if I put this with this, you know? And they're like, it's one of those things where he, he does it at home. He like, you know, takes so the knowledge like, came, the knowledge came from, the science aspect, not that you're like a hunter, so you know you know what. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I was it, just trying to think of how, like that, that, how that. You're like that that kid that finds a dead squirrel on the side of the road and decides to like try to pull it apart and see how it works. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like I take porcupine quills and then I dip it in something and I stab myself with it. And I'm like, oh, yep, that got a bad reaction. You know, a skunk jackpot. Skunk. Yeah, pot. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, yeah, we have our suits. Uh, now, one quick thing is uh, we want to prep for the run. Uh, so first, we want to make sure that we uh, 
have all of the information that we possibly can. So we know what the general radiation level is going to be. So that's going to be five. So real quick, what is everybody's shielding for their suit? Five live, baby. Five. There we go. Smokey? Four. Four. Interesting. And how about Zuchi? Crap. Sorry. I don't have I don't have everything written down. So uh, do you have you don't have runners pulled up quick, do you? I yeah, do. Because I know what I have. I have the flex lex and I don't know what it has. I did the suit thing is what I didn't write down on a character sheet yet, and I apologize. Uh, flex flex is a plus one to shielding. So let's see. You have a one from the suit, a one from the shielding. What air filter do you have? Uh, carbon. Carbon is a plus two. So that's going to be four. Okay. Why is your suit not in the Google Doc folder? Come on, bro. Well, I, I sent the I sent all the stats. I just didn't put them on a on the the sheet or whatever. <laughs> all right, and um, so we know that for the most so Huxley for the most part, except for a, a potential spike, is going to be fine. Smokey and Zuchy, it's going to be interesting. Also, very important, especially in those two situations. What is everybody's speed? Mine is 420. All right. That is fast. So what is that? God damn it. I'm holding everybody up. So what does that come from? So your speed is basically everything. So in the um, in the suit build, your speed is going to be per minute. So that is going to come from your actuators and any other attachments that you have on your suit. And that all gets added to your grace uh, stat. So what actuators are you rocking right now? Uh, I've got the comb drive. Comb drive. Nice. So that's a plus two. And I think the suit gives you a plus one, right? Uh, no. Suit is a plus zero for the medium. Oh, sir. Okay. Yeah. So, so I forgot. So I, my speed, I just put down as plus two. I forgot how to convert that into what John was saying. Um, and then you just do times 60. So the speed is per minute. And then uh, you just do multiply that by 60 and it gives you a per hour. Okay. Kurt, do you have any of the, the attachments, like any of the thrusters or shock absorbers or anything? Uh, doesn't look like it. I've got, I got my chassis, my battery, my actuator, my air filter, shielding, and a control assist program. All right, sounds good. So yeah, then uh, your speed will be two, and then plus whatever your grace is. Okay, so five. Nice. Well, you're rocking a plus three grace. Not bad. Yep, yep. So then, what's five times sixty three hundred? Mm-hmm. How can I be this slow? And then what do we have for Smokey? 240. 240. Slowpoke. What's your grace? Uh, two. So yeah, two right. plus my speed is plus two. And then so four times 60, 240. Yep. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so going off the base then you probably at the slowest right so if we go off of smoky stats 
in order to figure out how long you're going to be in the burnt. So we take the seven thousand, uh, the two thousand seven hundred twenty blocks that it is from Ingram to Green Hills. Divide that by the two hundred forty blocks per hour that Smokey can do. So you know you're going to be in the burnt for a minimum of twelve hours. Right, it's eleven point three. We round up. That's twelve. If you want to run faster, which you can do, you can increase your moment. You can increase your your speed by paying into momentum. So, if you were to go by Hux's max speed, then you would be in the burnt for seven hours. And, and I've got that's something I'm, that you can kind of decide to do depending on what your power and everything is going to be. What are you going to say, Joe? So, uh, you know, like Huxley gets in the suit and everything, you know, he's got everything tightened down. He puts the the HSE in and pulls it up, starts putting pins and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he starts like, you know, calculating everything out. And he says, um, uh, Mr. McManus, um, at at your speeds, it, it will take us approximately 12 hours to reach Green Hills. Um, if, if you both choose to uh, increase your momentum, um, I should have enough power reserves uh, that, that if it became necessary, I could transfer some of my power to your suits to try to get us there a little bit faster um, with a base uh, gray rating uh, radiation at five. Um, I fear that uh, if we are uh, in the burnt for 12 hours, it will uh, not be very good for you both. Smokey will say whatever you think is best, Huxley. Uh, I'll take your, uh, I'll take your steer on this. I know, I know I'm, I'm the old and slow one. I don't want to keep you guys cuffed to me for uh, staying out in the burnt. So I'm, I'm, I'm up for whatever, whatever you think is best. And he'll start like blowing the map up to look to see, if it's possible to, to like eyeball a shortcut, like I don't know, like if that's just the basic distance, or if like there's a way to to kind of like suss out a shorter. There's way to that's be. that's the basic distance, but it's always possible to potentially find a shortcut through through various means. So, okay. So yeah, the one of the last things you actually Hux, Huxley just brought up is uh, uh, the other thing that you want to figure out. So we've we've we know your shielding. We know how long you're going to be in the burt potentially. Um, we also want to talk about your power. Uh, so you know that you're going to be in the burnt for approximately twelve hours at the most. What is everybody's total power drain on their suit? You basically want to take your your total drain and then multiply that by however long you're going to be in the burn. And as long as that's underneath the power that your uh, react that your battery creates, then you're good to go. My drain is six. Six. So, so, so six times twelve. A number seventy-two. Seventy-two. And what? Uh, what's your battery? Oh, uh, I'm 80. I actually don't have that much to transfer. <laughs> How about Smokey? 40. Oof. 
Your drain is 40? No, no my, I can't, my drain is 40. Oh, about my drain about six. Six. Yeah, my drain six and my uh, energy is 40. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a 72 right there. How about Suchi? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm the kid that like didn't bring any of his classroom work to... I apologize. No worries. So what I'm thinking is, is if we go with the seven hours, that leaves me a bit exposed, right? 42, six times... Six times seven. Six times seven is 42. Plus, you also do have to take into account in order to increase your speed that much. Mm -hmm. You have to spend spend power. So it would cost an extra two per hour. (laughs) So if it's 14, so 42 plus 14 is 56. 56. But if... We get there in seven. Six times seven is what forty-two. You've got thirty-eight free. Sure. Yeah. So I I have more free if we can do that to transfer. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's see the drain on Zookie's suit. That's so you're going to start with, yours, with, a, so that start with a, Yeah. So you're going to start with two. You said they had the comb drive. That's three. Um. Flex Lex is zero. Or did you say you're running the plas the plascrete for sh- for the shielding? Uh flex flex, you're right. Flex flex, okay. So mm-hmm. that's that. Uh what cap are you using? The control assist program. Uh MK1. MK1, that's a zero. So far, so good. Do you have any sensors? Do you ha- yeah, what attachments do you have? I only have the arm armor and the field knife. That's all I have. Yeah. So you can't communicate with us then? Nope. I guess not. You can always take the basic comms though. It's a zero cost. Okay. It is one drain though. I'll do that. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry, John. There's just a lot to do when you don't know what you're doing for your first time. I mean, I know we played this before. And the man's been washing washing dishes in his backyard. <laughs> Give him a break. <laughs> well, so luckily, so your drain is only four. So you said you said MK one was zero, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I might have did that from the old sheet because I have it down for one. Oh really? Uh, so that takes me. That gives me a bit more. <laughs> a bit one less. Let me change that for so drain. Four times twelve. And what battery are you is Zuchi using? Uh, the orb. The orb. So you're at forty as well. So if you're able to bring the run down below 12 hours so 11 or lower zuchi is fine huxley is fine no matter what and so really the only one is smoky so if i did that so mk10 so if i go back to a drain of five oh there you go five times seven is 35 and i got 40 right yeah but then if we can do it and but you have to spend uh, 14 is 49 49. so you have to transfer nine power over to and you've got 38 free yeah because i got the geiger comm set plascrete and then the armor shield is two so that takes me to five there you go so yeah if you can bring your and what are we down let's see and divided by 300 no 420 so that's the seven Mm-hmm. So 420 minus 300. So Zuchi would have to increase his speed by two. And you would have to increase yours by three. So that should be interesting. 
<laughs> and that's if nothing goes wrong. That's if nothing goes wrong. So... I like it. So far, so good. <laughs> we should be good. <laughs> this podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.